This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we're here with Grassroots Marketing and our coverage of the NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit for 2021. I'm glad to speak with somebody that just came back from the show this past weekend as we're recording this episode. I'm joined right now with, I'm joined by the co-founder and CEO of Sumo Snacks, Caroline Ye. Sumo Snacks, T-S-U-M-O Snacks, Caroline Ye. Caroline, thanks for being with us. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, really glad to have you on. Uh, very excited to go and talk about snacks with you here on the program because, you know, if anybody knows, anybody can see what I look like. <clears throat> they'll know that, uh, you know, I probably have had a few snacks here and there and probably sampled everything you can find in a convenience store or in a supermarket shelf when it comes to snacks. Have we all? Uh, first of all, I want to go ahead and just get uh, your take on NCIA and the uh, Cannabis Business Summit and what you got for the show, any takeaways you might have had. I'm really curious. I know that there were a lot of things that there might have been some obstacles that, you know, some people might have encountered going to the show because of all the issues you're seeing in the news and the restrictions, any mandates that might have been put. But uh, of what you got from the show itself, you know, was there anything in particular that you got or any, <clears throat> any particular subjects that were very top of mind for people that were there at the show? Yeah, um, definitely. You know, I'm based here in California. And as an industry, we've been hearing a lot over the last year, particularly over the last six months, due to um, the state of the industry here in California. So there is high vocalization um, for reduction in our taxes. Um, yes. That is really impacting our industry here in California. So you're gonna hear that. Um, that was very apparent to people. Um, in, again, in California, the need for more retail stores and to, in order to serve our market, to support um, the industry here in California. That's another hot topic. And the last one that's, very, very prominent here is the amount of crime um, associated right now with our industry and how this industry, particularly in California, really feels under attack. Right. Well, I mean, it's even made uh, major news on uh, outlets like, uh, on outlets, say like ABC News, they've actually talked about the fact that now Governor Newsom mentioned that the legal industry was on the verge of collapse. I don't even know why that comment was made, in my opinion, but, you know, there was made mention of a letter being signed by two dozen executives and industry officials and legalization advocates uh, that the heavily taxed and regulated industry was unable to compete with the widespread illicit market. But that's something that, you know, the control board there, things have to get done there. And it's unfortunate that is a subject that's being talked about. But, you know, that's but what people need to understand, too, when it comes to California and being make that point is the fact that you're talking about a five billion dollar industry come 2022. In just the adult use market, there's a lot for everybody to go ahead and profit from and to benefit from. So this is where hopefully, you know, the CCA and other organizations, uh, which is California's branch of the NCIA, I would love to go and see if there's going to be some kind of talks to help rectify the situation. Because there's a lot of things that it, where the where things are right now, the cannabis market could definitely uplift 
California in terms of the economy, in terms of various issues. And I hope they realize that because um, there's just the fact that the taxes are so high. They could just take crack on the illicit market. The, pro, the profits will definitely go then, you know, move the numbers to the other side of the column. And then the, the, the regulated market will be able to again benefit more from what's going on and take the taxes off of that instead of just raising the price on those that are doing right by the industry. That's just my point. Yeah. And I think um, there's a lot of, you know, there are multiple issues that obviously play into this, but cannabis has created an entire industry here in California and a very, very large industry that's supported um, all the way from the growers to the retailers and employing so many people with good paying jobs. So we don't, we need to save the industry. We can't allow it to collapse. But however, there's also this general perception of wealth in the cannabis industry. People see yeah. all this money coming in, but in fact, that's not the case. I mean, the thing I would compare it to, and I think someone, I mean, multiple people have made this comparison previously is that when you're buying in the cannabis market, you can kind of compare it to alcohol, but it's just like, imagine if you go into a store and, and you want to buy alcohol and you have a hundred dollars to spend on it. If you were spending that on cannabis, you could spend $65 and you're going to pay 35% of that. And that goes straight to tax. Yeah. And, um, and that is not how it works for any other product or any other industry here in California. I got some other numbers to mention, <clears throat> and this is what fascinates me about how is, if, if it's enough, it's enough. So in California alone, the retail stores, $44 billion worth of products in 2020 during a pandemic and the total tax revenue in 2020, a billion dollars. A billion dollars in taxes. How much more do you need, California? That's what I'm saying. And you know, that's also doubling for the previous year. That that's it's too much. Way too high. And you know, for everything else that has to be the cost quotient there in California, that's gotta be something that's gonna be handled. Now I would love to go and talk more about this over on our sister show Blunt Business. I'm gonna definitely go and fall into that part. Because just of this that the fact that the discussion is being made. That's something I want to go and follow further, but I want to go ahead and get back to where I want to go and talk to you about is snacks. So first of all, back in November, the announcement was being made in California of Sumo Snacks, cannabis-infused edible brand with salty and savory offerings. You're offering a large void in the current sweet-centric edibles market because that is the one thing is that there's a market to corner when it comes to sweet, you know, to salty and savory as opposed to sweets, what everybody's doing with edibles. But what I want to find out from you real quick is, you know, being able to go and corner that market, but also trying to go and find out the best way to infuse a product such as a crisp or a snack that would be and what it does in terms of the level of, of THC you can add to it and how it works together to keep the flavor profile intact without it giving any kind of oily or greasy or a weed taste. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing I'll start off by saying is Americans are, we're a snacking society. We love to snack. 
Um, and what's interesting is, is, you know, this is a billion dollar industry in the United States. What's interesting is that in that normal, you know, commercial market where you're buying Doritos and Cheetos and things like that, yeah. salty snacks actually make up 60% of the snacking category. Um, so savory is really the dominant category um, there. What's interesting is when you go into a dispensary, though, is <clears> that there are almost no savory options. It's heavily, heavily dominated by sugar-based items and sweets. I think one of the reasons why, as you pointed out, it's really easy um, to hide um, flavors uh, or those dominant canvas flavors using sugar, chocolate, peanut butter, those type of things. So um, it's not, I think, um, that there isn't a demand for savory or salty snacks, it's just, Hard to make and as you pointed out it's hard to make um and make it taste good so the really unique thing about sumo is in the way that we formulated the product it almost tastes like it has uh no cannabis in it at all and we're able to do that because there are certain um the seasonings and things like that and the way we formulate really helps dilute the cannabis flavor. And so that you almost have um, a product that tastes exactly like you expect it to, like, you know, a Cool Ranch um, flavor or a, um, a classic cheese type flavor and similar to what you would buy in a grocery or convenience right. store. Now, of the flavors I'm really curious about, so you have classic cheese puffs, fiery yes. hot cheese crunchers, zesty ranch, yes. I mean, there were many tortilla rounds. You have a zesty ranch hint of lime and salsa verde. <clears throat> uh, I want to go ahead and find out because some of the snacks you might find out there that have gotten very popular definitely have quite a bit of spice to it. And well, you have the fiery hot. I wanted to just get an idea of is it more just that the THC is going to be infused into the into the puff or into the round as opposed to the seasoning? So it's not. <clears throat> it's actually neither. Um, so you have a base product, and then even when you're doing like normal commercial manufacturing chips, you apply oil, right, so that the seasoning sticks. So we're just doing the same thing, except it's an infused oil. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, okay. So within the oil, and as you fry it, I mean, is it, is it baked? Is it fried? Um, it's it's baked. Interesting. Well, the puffs are like puffed. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Okay. But, it, but they're definitely baked as opposed to being fried. Yeah, that's right. So what can you tell me about in terms of, uh, because of the fact that it's baked, and obviously the calorie count is going to be lower, uh, the amount of cholesterol and just the, the amount of fats that would be kind of infused into, into the brands. For those that might be a little bit conscious of how much to go ahead and have per serving, what can you tell us about that? Well, I mean, I want to start off by saying that our snacks are not meant to be healthy in any way. Right. They are an indulgence. There's something that you love eating. Uh, for example, like if you see a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos, I don't think you're thinking, oh, is this going to be healthy for me? You're buying it because you're like, I enjoy this. This is a treat mm -hmm. for me um, and I want to snack on it. Um, so no, we're not really appealing to the um, necessarily healthier. However, what I would say is this, is for a serving, which is around an ounce for us in terms of the chips and things like that, one serving is about 150 calories or less, depending on, you yeah. know, if it's either the puffs or the, um, or the tortilla rounds. So it's not like, um, 
super, super high calorie or calorie dense, but I also don't want to give the false impression that this is healthy. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, but that, that I want to make sure that's also more because that's also what goes with any snacks. When it comes yeah. to sweet, it's so salty and savory. It, there is something to be said where like if I'm shopping for snacks in a store, listen, I'm not worried about the calorie count and all that. Listen, but I do know that there's a difference between when I go ahead and buy some snacks, if it's a cheese puff versus, you know, like I said, a, a Dorito brand. That's just a very flavorful chip. And, you know, it's fried as opposed to being baked. Then that's one thing I also look at, too, where and to me, I like some of the fact of having it where. It, it doesn't really matter, to, I guess, to the consumer, as long as you get that crunch and you get that flavor. Yes, and you definitely get that crunch and you definitely get that flavor. <clears throat> it's the satisfying feeling. You want to have that part. And, you know, the flavors are really good. Has there been any other flavors that you've been experimenting on that you think that you might expand, uh, expand the, uh, the little flavors? Is there anything that you feel like, um, without telling me what they are, but... Talk about the experimentation about what flavors work best in a salty and savory edible like a chip or a cracker. Yeah, I mean, I would say that um, it's well established within the traditional grocery commercial category on what the most popular flavors are. And we are trying to identify sort of those most popular flavors that you would normally buy off the shelf in a grocery store. And we're bringing that over into the cannabis snacking. So we are always experimenting with new flavors, but also new formats. So one of the things I do want to say about Sumo is that uh, we started off by bringing five of these different um, chip type products to the market, but we are actually a snack platform. So as we grow um, the coming years, we're going to offer additional types of snacks um, and not just savory snacks and not just chips. Um, but you know, exploring the entire snack category. And I can only imagine what you come up with next. It's, it's, uh, it's curious to me what you would come up with. Uh, now of in the process, have you learned about any flavors that you feel like, and maybe other people have tried to figure it out that really do not work well. I mean, obviously when you look at edibles, you look at drinks, there's obviously certain flavors that just don't work that well to overpower the uh, the THC part of what's infused into it. Have you learned about anything about that? And that's why some of the areas of the flavors you've gone with are best and how powerful they need to be? Yeah, I mean, the one thing I would say in terms of, um, you know, a lot of the things we do in edibles manufacturing sometimes is hiding the cannabis flavor. And as I've expressed, like um, sugar and things like and chocolate and things like that are really good at masking those flavors. I think the other really nice thing about Sumo and why our products doesn't taste like cannabis and why I have a wide range of flavors I'm able to access mm -hmm. is because I'm not trying to concentrate it into, you know, a small piece of candy or a small piece of chocolate. It's actually a serving. So the serving is one ounce for 10 milligrams. So it's, you know, it's a handful of chips and by dispersing the um, medication over an entire serving, it's not so concentrated and you don't get this like immediate cannabis flavor when you bite into it. And so that allows me to have like a very large range of flavors that we can explore. Um, so, you know, strong flavors obviously work the best. So things like the cheesy type items, things that are spicy are really good at yeah. 
um, hiding uh, cannabis flavors better. But in general, we actually haven't really discovered anything that doesn't work for our products. Yet. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing too is uh, just to wrap things up, you could just imagine that if you're even imbibing, if you're, you know, smoking or you're vaping or anything like that, and you want to have some of the kind of continue that same kind of vibe going, you know, grab a handful of uh, some sumo snacks to kind of complement with it. Absolutely. And that's the idea is like, we want you to be able to, you know, as you mentioned, cannabis drinks, um, pair it with a cannabis drink. Sure. Or if you're, you know, there has been this turn away from alcohol. Um, so, yeah. you know, if you're tailgating for Super Bowl and you would like to have a medicated snack rather than alcohol, you've got Sumo there. You can tailgate with Sumo. Hey, if anybody's going to SoFi Stadium this year, you want to go take it to the tailgate. There you go. <laughs> exactly what you go do. And by the way, uh, regardless of what's going on in California, I bet you that, you know, with all the things that are going on, Super Bowl's coming to town. And if people can get their hand on sumo snacks while they're there, what a great, you know, market to go ahead, uh, a consumer base to go ahead and work off of and get. So hopefully, but real quickly, how can people go ahead and find where sumo, sumo snacks are available, available for them in California? Where can people get their hands on a bag or a couple? Yeah, I mean, you can actually go directly to our website and order from sumosnacks.com. Um, we're in about 25 retail stores right now um, in California. So you can go to our website and check out the dispensaries that, um, that are available to us. And we're also available on grassdoor.com. Um, and that marketplace hits all the major markets here in California, so you can get delivery through them also. There you go. Hey, any of you tailgaters, you want to go ahead and show up everybody else at the tailgate, go get your hands on some Sumo Snacks, okay? Uh, website is sumosnacks.com, T-S-U-M-O snacks with an S dot com. You can also follow on Instagram at Sumo Snacks. And, you know, I love that you guys have this put together. I'd love to see how it turns out and let's definitely give and keep in touch and uh, let people know how it comes out after the fact. And we'll love to go and try it myself sometime. Awesome. We hope you get a chance to do that. I've been here with Caroline Ye, CEO and co-founder of Sumo Snacks. Thanks for being with us. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.